Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for the next 30 minutes. Hope you're having a good Sunday. It's off to a good start. A lot of stuff going on. we got a lot of things to talk about, including uh, the rate drop in the studio with us to talk a little bit about that. But there's so much more. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, they do a great job. 645-0736. Good to see you, Mr. Rocky. Good morning, Bob. Also here, Lee Harris, who's... Legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow, and she does a great job, and they do a great job, and they also serve some great cookies during the closing. Six four nine seven nine six four. Good to see you. Thank you for having me, Bob. Also here, my son Greg, who hey. is a regular feature on the show. Hey now, you doing okay? Feeling better. Feeling feeling. Uh, it was it was a rough month last month. Sickness, travel, yeah. all sorts of good all stuff. Right. Feeling well, back to normal though. Uh, Greg is a millennial, in which that means that he only. I'm on the, wait, I'm on. I'm on the upper side of the millennial, the older okay, generation. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying. I've got some Gen Xer in me. So he only likes to be contacted via well, email, or more importantly, probably through Instagram, social media. Anyway, yeah. okay. you can get me. We do. I'm, I'm on the marketing side. I don't do so much selling and buying. Yes. So. Okay. Good. And we have 22 plus agents at our office now in my and growing. team and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we keep growing. Coming up in just a little bit, why do one in three homeowners cry while trying to sell their home? We're going to tell you about it and try to stop it. Mm-hmm. Put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. So big news, the big news on the horizon. A couple of weeks ago, you may have heard interest rates, short-term interest rates dropped. Randy, how's that affecting long-term interest rates? Uh, long-term interest rates are down. I think what is happening is they're trying to, they realize there's supposed to be a recession. Yeah. And they're trying to stop it. They, and, and, so this is interesting. They, when you say they, are you talking about the people in power or the people, people who want to get in, into power? People in power. In power currently. Yes. But don't you think there's something also about the people who want, we're, we're just talking in generalities. Careful, right. We're not being political. But the people who want to get into power, they want the interest rates to come down as well and be the ones who get the credit for doing that as well, right? Oh, I agree. Well, but, then, but if the, you know, if the recession hits, then the people not in power... They have more chance of being Maybe. elected, I think possibly. But even even with that being yeah. said, in the short term now, when you have the tariffs and the building costs because we're in these little back and forths, some there's got to be a break somewhere, right? So if you want to continue the, the markets to continue, you drop the rate so that you know you can kind of find some sort of equilibrium, whether it's on the high side. Of the, that's my the my millennial good, the, take. The good news <laughs> is the good news is, folks, is that the consumer is winning. Right, rates are lower. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So this may be the time to refinance or build that's that's getting me itchy yeah no i know you are but for <laughs> a lot of people who where where how much of a spread should there be there randy between uh where the interest rates are now or approximately where they are and where they the folks who are listening to us right now have their interest rates if they're at four and a half do they refi uh they can really get down to you know four and and refi now because you know you're in the mid uh, it just depends on what their loan amount so is. let me just make sure i understand so you're saying if they're at four, a percentage rate of a four, they may want to consider refining. Yes, okay. and also yep. if they have private mortgage insurance, we can usually get them out because, as you well know, the housing market yep. has gone up dramatically yeah. in the last So, So we will discuss, and we'll give out Randy's number a little bit later again on, on that. So we're going to take a couple of minutes and talk about mortgages and the problem with the banking industry, which oh, is man. severe. It's really bad right now. Up first, uh, uh, for, this is this actually happened to me just a short while ago. Brent and Linda 
They need to move ASAP for medical reasons. They need a loan to the location that they're going to move to. I told them about you with the bridge and blanket loan. But they talked to a friend of their son's who's a loan officer. And the loan officer asked Brad, What type of credit score do you have? Um, we'll use a merger between the three agencies. Um, oh, of the uh, Equifax and the Verity. Yeah, okay. And, and um, Experion and yeah. so forth. And... Um, and we will expect 20% down on a conventional 30-year mortgage. And you'll get that from the sale of your existing home. That is correct. And then has she actually pulled your credit? Has she gotten through underwriting? Or has she had to do a manual underwriting as of yet? I don't know what all technically she has done, but she is very close friends, her and her husband, with my son, I understand that, but friendship only goes so far in this thing. So my point in asking this is your hopes are now up to be able to sell this, buy another house, based on this friend of your son's telling you without pulling any real documentation that you're qualified to get the loan. Well, I think she's looked at my credit. Is that enough, Randy, for her to have just looked at his credit? Uh, no. Yeah. This is my point, Randy, and this is not directed at Swan, but it's directed at the banking industry in general. Here's a guy, Brent and his wife, Linda, who need to move for medical reasons. They're being given false help and hope by a loan officer who didn't do take the time to do their due diligence, look at the not only credit, but also look at their history, what their what type of loan, what the front back-end ratios are. There's a whole series of things, and put them through a manual or automated underwriting, correct? That is correct. And what's and I don't know if it's happened to you a lot right now, Bob, but what we're seeing a lot of is not our transactions, cause, but the, there's a domino effect happening where they don't, they don't get it. They're, they're not getting a clear to close when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then it's stopping two or three houses. Are you are you seeing that? We're, we're having it happen a lot right now. We're ready to go. Yep. We sincerely are, and it's... One house doesn't get closed because the lender's not done their job. Have you, or am I wrong there? I, no, you're completely right. This is a domino effect that's affecting a lot of people. And if you haven't been affected by this and you're buying or selling, great, good for you. But the many people who are listening to us, or their friends or relatives or uh, business associates, it's possible they have been affected. And I am here to tell you the problem is starts with the banking industry. It needs an, upho- an upheaval. Without question. And, and there's just a lot of people throwing mud against the wall in our industry. And, and we put a lot of things in play in the last two years. Really, the last year we've been very focused on it. And it takes a lot of work to, to get it set up right. But now we're, yeah. we're, we are. We're there. So as you well know. You just don't I have agree. And you guys do a great job. It's the ones who are not. And so I'm sitting with these folks and I'm, I'm asking them these questions because if we put their home on the market, Absolutely. which is what they want to do, and oh. we sell it. And they go to buy the next one. And it turns out there's something wrong with their credit, something that's going to prevent them from buying. And they, we, we've already accepted an offer for um, their house. Now they have no place to that's, go. I mean, that's a, that's a great point because I don't think a lot of seller's agents, listing agents, are are thinking about that in their due diligence as far as what's it going to take for them to buy the house. Is that going to put them in a sticking point with this listing and, yeah. and a contract and create this new domino effect because we're seeing a lot of people shift in the market. They're trying to move up. Interest rates are going down. People are trying to get a new house. Right. 
And we, we have to, yeah. as listing agents and buying agents, but as listing agents, we need to think about making sure that our clients are protected, that the move that they're going to make is going to be worthwhile, but also be able to happen, and that there are no problems along the way. So There is so much at stake. Yeah, There, there is. really is. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. This is Bobby. Yeah. I am the trustee for my uncle's estate, and I was wondering what the best way is to get – we have seven beneficiaries of the estate. How is the best way for us to agree on what needs to be done with the estate? And all of us remain friends. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> really. Get into a wrestling ring, I and the, first one, the only one to come out is the one who makes the choice now. No, this is the problem. And, Lee, how would you suggest uh, for well, Bobby? Bobby used the word trustee. Are you saying you're an executor of the estate? Yes. Or? Well, <coughs> she's a trustee of the estate, and I, I took that to be as also as an executor of yeah. the estate. Okay, she's well, if you're the executor... Just so you know, you are the one who can make the final decisions. So ultimately, it's up to you. But if you do want to, you know, all remain friends and not have because these everybody laugh because this happens all the time. Families <coughs> fall out over, you know, estates. Um, you know, perhaps you have a family meeting and everyone gets together and you get uh, uh, Bob out there to say, "Here's what your property's worth, and this is what I think you should sell it for," and get everybody to agree to that price. And then, of course, you're going to be the signer on the contract. You're going to be the signer on the listing. You're going to have the ultimate decision-making power. But um, it probably is if there's seven of you to get everybody involved so that they don't feel like you're just, uh, you know, calling on the shots and leaving them out. So. Uh, this happened to me. I mean, this type of scenario, and I want to just help everyone who's listening, including Bobby. So when my my mom passed away some 10-plus years ago, my dad uh, three years ago, and my sister, brother, and I, there's three of us, my uh, sister, brother, and I knew that my parents' intentions with the sale of their home and the estate was for the three of us to remain friends. That was the key thing. And... Uh, my brother Corey, who's an attorney, and many of you may remember, he did my radio show when we were here on 840 WHS back uh, 20 years ago. He would do movie reviews. And I love my brother, and he's an attorney. And my dad gave him the power to be the the executor of the estate. I had no problem with that at all. And we three, and, and Bobby, listen carefully, the three of us agreed that uh, the, ultimately we want to honor our parents' wishes, which in this case is to remain friends. One of the things that we, you and all of us can do in the event with seven, that's a lot, is to agree among all of the siblings, uh, that includes you, Bobby, um, that the majority would dictate the, the move which way to go. So in this case, it would be four. Right. Four agree and three don't, then we, we go. If it's four disagree, then we don't, and we go back to the drawing table. And the, the reason you do this now and not later is because you want to set up the guidelines up front and then you all agree to it. And you could even put it in paper. Everybody signs off. We all agree um, that the ratio it's four, th- three, and uh, we go for forward. Yeah. Dumb question alert, or maybe not. Have you had a case where there's more than one executor of, of an estate? So it's yes. not just this. So and, and, and so is this one where you'll see, you know, multiple people now have to sign off on the inspection report, the contract. And so now you're having one, two, maybe three parties do that. In that case, I think it might be a little bit stickier than having one yes. executor with yes. seven people who just kind of have an opinion. Anyone who's listening, and I'm also an attorney, and I told my mother when she was writing her will, 
you only need one executor. Right. That's the reason why. <laughs> right. And I said, you can make it me or you can make it anyone else, but don't put me co. I yeah. was showing that- property to a good friend right. and they, they, it was an yeah. estate sale and I was looking at the contract and I was like, look at the, you know, this is has something that we were, I'm looking for is there's multiple initials on this page, which means multiple people have to agree to yes. whatever you're going to offer and subsequently negotiate through repairs yeah. and, and yeah. so on and so Such forth. Such a good so. point because the parents are probably thinking, well, we don't want to upset right. Billy. And so Jimmy will be executor, co-executor. So check with this out. Bob, who's going to be? No, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going there. So, okay. but, but my point, I think it's clear. Yes. I think this, this is something to help everybody who's listening. Absolutely. It doesn't matter whether you're buying or selling, whether you rent, whatever it is, you're eventually going to need to think about what, who gets what you own at the time of your death. And it's something that to plan it out now as opposed to waiting in um, before, just before you passed away um, to get this thing done and get it in place. It, Very good advice. Yeah, it is. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Good morning. Hi, Bob. This is Casey. Yeah. I've got a problem with the mortgage company. I chose when I started buying my home. Originally, they told me I was qualified to purchase the home. Now, after I've given them some documents, they're telling me... I- I'm no longer qualified. I'm already out of money for the inspection. What can I do now? Can I sue the mortgage company? Yeah, I wish you could. In fact, if you listen at the beginning of the show, Brent and Linda had the similar, well, they don't have it, but it could happen this way. So they, she was told that she was okay to go and buy, and now she's being told based on what the documents are. What's going on? Well, we know what's going on, don't we? Yes, but um, I guess, unfortunately, um, you really... I mean, you can sue anybody anybody for anything, but I just don't think you would win. I mean, there are just so many technicalities. Well, you're going to spend so well time. more money than you spent in inspections to try to attempt oh, to get into it, something of that it, nature. We always I know. agree. At the end of the day, though, you know, there are things that she may have had to disclose in the middle of it that she should have possibly disclosed at the very beginning, which she may or may not have chose to disclose, which may or may not have yeah, well, qualified or disqualified I, for said yeah. So we, you know, yeah. we can we, we can it. we can criticize one side, but we got to ask questions of the other too. Which is Greg why it's hard to sue a mortgage company. Right. It really sincerely is. Right, right. I, I, Greg brings up a good point because I'm a big fan of saying that the mortgage company needs uh, an overhaul. But it's very true that the buyer may not disclose all the information that they know or may have forgotten, legitimately forgotten right. that they had a loan. And that they don't know that's going to affect their status. Right. Yeah. They, they just don't know. But that also comes to a good mortgage company doing asking the qualifying questions. And you guys obviously do a great job of that. So we can't tell you well, anything. I've ever had an issue with Swan. So, so let's, there let's are other real. agencies. Lee, is there anything that buyers can do from your perspective if if they're told three four weeks so even two weeks into the process oh well you know that contract you wrote you're no no longer able to get that contract uh, at to close i agree with randy i think it'd be very difficult because every uh lender qualification or approval that i've ever seen is is protected three ways to sunday saying well this is based upon all of this turning out to be true and nothing mm-hmm. changing and you know and and sometimes it sometimes it just changes yeah. you know and and uh and I think that's where Bob has the good point where he always comes in and says well more regulation less regulation in this case there needs to be a standard at least a minimum standard that will expose or at least allow the lender at the beginning of a prequal to ask these probing questions that will hopefully turn up anything. Well, I hate to turn the tables on the government, but I point this directly at the government. Randy, tell me if I'm wrong about this. 
that they made it very difficult for a mortgage company to do a very invasive search of a potential buyer's credit or history until they make application. And, and once application is made, then you can go into detail. Oh, you can. And that's when the only time you should be given a pre, pre-approval letter. So yeah, that's... Right? But I would dare tell you that... goes that, hand in hand. But obviously it doesn't. We know it, it doesn't, doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, we know. It doesn't. That's the, the problem. I can't imagine anybody in my company doing that. I don't well, know. Well, it's not I mean, you, though. You see, this, I, I, the I, problem I, is not it's, yours. It's crazy. We deal with <laughs> so many other mortgage companies. I was dealing just recently with um, at a closing... And uh, with a veteran's uh, loan, and the the vet was being put torn through hoops. They shouldn't have to do that, right? But, so, all I'm saying is, uh, for you buyers and sellers, or potential people who are going to buy and sell, know that there are some problems that need to be worked out. We're we're moving along at a snail's pace. It could be better if the if you make application early, even before you go to see homes. And it's called a to be determined T right TBD and we we fully underwrite some files if we know there are some complications before we will give a pre approval and it takes thirty days but then All they right. they go out with them yep and by the way this uh, does create job security for me so I yeah I'm, well <laughs> I mean I'm not yeah, I know yeah no, I understand because you do well so well I get it um, back to the phones good morning Bob Sekoler Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio eight forty WHAS hello hi Bob this is Mike getting ready to sell our house. Just wondering if we need an additional smoke detector. We have one that's hardwired currently at the top of the steps, uh, but it does not have a battery backup that I'm aware of. Mm. Okay. So yes. that's an interesting. The twist is on this is that they've got an electric, but there's no battery backup to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Does that sound right? Well, the the I'll tell you, Mike. Uh, you're in the quandary that everybody's in because the law is so not specific on all these things it says you need it says after your contract is signed when you have a purchaser you must install all new smoke detectors with 10-year lithium batteries or they have to be hardwired so uh so whatever you have now you're going to have to replace and it should be on every level that has a bedroom and every level that people can be in such as if finished basement and attic if somebody can be up there you know so many of us believe that the ordinance only pertains to levels of the home that have bedrooms. Uh-huh. You're here to say no. A lot of people believe that. And then um, the law, when you look at it a little more deeply, which I have done numerous times, <laughs> it says you have to go by the national standards. And the national standards say you have to have it on every level of the home where someone could be. And so they, that's why I'm saying it's it's always a quandary for everyone because – the, but the but two hit, things don't mesh. Okay, so we did some research recently, and yes. those national standards mm-hmm. that are supposedly quoted within the Jefferson County. By the way, I hear that they may or may not be going forward and keeping that right. smoke detector ordinance. Get away with it. Yes. But those those national standards were written by the smoke detector companies. Well, that Duh. when you look them up, yeah. when you look them up, you can see that. Yes, you can yes. see there's like an yeah. ad on there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. I'm here to say I'm all for safety. I think it's great, but um, you, you you have to. I think the fire department should be in charge of specifying the guys who are out there fighting fires. They're sure. the ones who would know, not a smoke det- detector company who has a special interest in selling more smoke detectors. So say of course they it did. should be everywhere. <laughs> right. Put them in the bathroom. Put them in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, under the, the closet. To- put it. Yeah. Put them in the closet. <laughs> under the toilet. Everywhere. In fact, forget about paintings. Just do an entire wall of smoke <laughs> sure. detectors. 
I agree with yeah. you. But what I what in order to legally answer the question, you've yeah. got two things that don't mesh. No, I get it, yeah. and I I asked the folks at Jefferson County who are in charge of this ordinance to reevaluate, either do it correctly, and that by means ask folks who are in the know, but don't take the smoke detector's word for what needs to be done. Sure. Safety is a prime issue, but let's do it smartly. Otherwise, we're, we're just walking around with our heads. Well, you know. <laughs> yes. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, you know, it, it, and it's so sad. There are a lot of sellers who end up in tears when it comes to selling a home. We'll tell you about that and how to fix it, what we're going to try to do. Uh, in the studio, great folks here. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial at 645-0736. Also, Lee Harris, Limestone Title, 649-7964. My son, Greg, who does a great job with our marketing, 376-5483. And you can always reach me at 376-5483. And, of course, I should tell you, well, I gave your number out as mine as hey, well. Hey, listen, they'll get yeah. to me one way or another. another. <laughs> and then if you want to see our reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Here's a message from Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. You may have seen Wall Street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home. Well, I hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. Selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options. In Louisville, Bob Sokola can bring you an immediate cash offer. He has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent. Find out what your home is really worth. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get your home sold. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekoler, Sekoler Medley team over at REMAX Properties East. You can reach me anytime. 376-5483, the guaranteed sell program or the instant offer program. Basically, come out, we agree at a price. And either we list it and sell it over a period of 59 days or we give you an instant offer within 24 hours. 
But most of our folks want us to list and sell it for the most money, which is just what we do on a regular basis. There are no extra fees involved. You can cancel at any time with the instant offer or guaranteed sale program. In the studios, we've got Randy Rocky, who is with Swan Financial. You can reach Randy anytime at 645-0736. Lee Harris, legal counsel, limestone title, 649-7964. My son, Greg, who's in the process of uh, shooting video for an upcoming uh, thing we're working on, and that'll be out in a couple of months. We'll tell you about that. And you can reach me anytime, as I told you, 376-5483. So why do one in three homeowners cry while trying to sell a home. You may be wondering about that. Among those who admitted to shedding a tear, a whopping 20% cried five or more times during the agonizing process. 36% of all American home sellers have cried at some point while selling their home. A nerve-wracking experience that can rival a divorce or dramatic breakup in terms of stress, according to a New Zealand study that also found a whopping 20% of all sellers who admitted to shedding tears did so five or more times during the process. Listen to this, guys. We've got among the reasons for anxiety. Sellers surveyed say that uh, the sales price uh, was coming down and they couldn't get what they wanted. 69% worried that their home wouldn't sell within their desired time frame. 65% worried that their offer would fall through. Another 65% had anxiety. I know this doesn't add up to 100%, but I'm just telling you the numbers had anxiety about repairs and renovations prior to the sale. According to a separate Zillow survey, this is all Zillow-based, 71% of people who are selling a home did not properly time how long it would take. For a third of the sellers, the process took longer than expected. Well, this is ironic, though, because yeah. not only are Zillow's numbers not always the most accurate, as we yeah. can find out, they can't equal 100. 100, right? They are the reason that people have anxiety because they're setting expectations improperly. This is people, true. Continue, but this no, is this no, is ironic. Right. I no, mean, we, you know, this we, is Zillow based. They're the ones causing half of the anxiety, but you know, listen. we go ahead and um, we they give out this estimate, and we constantly hear this coming back: estimate, estimate, and it's wrong. And they even admit it's wrong that there's a five or ten percent, depending upon area, of a plus or minus. So, anyway, just for your your own knowledge, folks, in our area, Louisville, Southern Indiana. The best time to put your home on the market typically is going to be at the, the end of February, mid-February into March. That gets you on the market early, and hopefully you're sold by April. If that's your time frame for wanting to sell, obviously, if it's not, you can do it whenever you want. It's, uh, we do this all the time, so just so you know. I love garages. I recently saw a client's garage and fell in love with the floor. It was finished with a color and speckles, and it looked like something you would find in a million-dollar-plus home. It was done by Seth Schaefer and Garage Kings. I wondered, why is finished so much better than what we could do and buy from the hardware store? You doing it yourself, generally speaking, they recommend an acid etch. Acid etch never gets it where the pores of the concrete are open enough to get your coating to bite. So your coating is really just sitting on that smooth layer of concrete, and that's why you see a lot of those DIY kits that I'm redoing and they're peeling up and, you know, the tire tracks and all that kind of stuff. So what do you do different? So everything we do, we grind it. Uh, we use a concrete grinder. Sometimes we'll use a shot blaster, um, but that basically removes the top layer so that way our coating can really get down there and bite. And there's no dust that's created. That's what I was pretty much amazed at. Yeah, so we have a lot of money in vacuums and uh, 
you know, dust and filtration equipment. Yeah, it's not cheap. I paid the uh, full price. Uh, I think it was four grand to do the three car garage I have. So you can reach uh, Seth at Garage Kings at two nine 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 two three six. But they do a great job. All right. So as we wrap up here, just to recap, we've got interest rates that are coming down. Randy can't quote them specifically, but we are close. In one of the lower interest rates, and they may come down again, the future forecast is even more for next year. Is that right? Is that what you're hearing? Are you talking short-term rates? Short-term rates, but they somehow seem to relate to long-term interest rates. They do most of the time, but uh, I don't think short-term will go down, but uh, long-term is supposed to go down. I think they're they're going to be at a quarter of a point, and then it's going to stay there. I I do. You're thinking that's where it's going to be? Yes, on prime. I'm hearing that interest rates for home loans could come down. They will come. They they should come down. Just keep an eye. Keep it here. We'll let you know. Our thanks to Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone and Title, 649-7964. Thank you. Thank you. Randy Rocky, 645-0736. Thank you. Greg, my son, and you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.